Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect While I feast, the label's picking up the check Then I leave to catch my set The audience never forgets when I'm on stage the serotonin... Uh, welcome to an episode of Recognition and Respect With your boy, Sneaky I got Echo in the house, hey, what's up, Echo? What's going on, man? How you doing, Sneak, Sneak? Man, this shit is wild, bro This shit is wild <laughs> We're on, uh, yeah, we're doing episode seven right now. I've been trying to do all this, like, video chatting, all this live shit, you know, just transitioning into this this style. Yeah. We're live right now on all kinds of platforms, just trying to bring it to the people, you know? Um, Absolutely, man. So, what's up with you? Are you working right now? Are you considered essential at the moment, or what? I am. Luckily, I'm working from home, bro. I work for Chanel. I so I'm an I'm an inventory supervisor for for Chanel. So they've basically been taking care of us for lack of a better term. So I'm good. My job is good. I got a job to go back to. I've been working from home every day as far as jumping on Chanel. Things that they got us doing like modules and trainings and conference calls all day and stuff. So I got a good chunk of time in the day where I actually do work work. Okay. So so you're you're one of the fortunate ones, right? That you were you're still working, but you're not at risk you're not putting yourself or your family you got a family right if i remember correctly yeah. so you're not putting anybody yeah. at any unnecessary risk so that's dope man yeah my last day was probably i think march 13th or some shit it was like a friday in the middle of the month in march and that was the last day i was actually at the store working since then it's been like all these like emails being sent to us we got work phones so i got my personal phone and i got a chanel phone so the chanel phone blows up with like all these emails and conference calls and meetings and trainings and just crazy stuff they got us doing so i just be jumping on every day at a certain time and just stay on the phone with them and do the conference calls and chime in show like zoom same thing but it's microsoft teams we use and so we jump on that and everybody just sees each other at home quarantining like i've been quarantining like a month so what are you what are you what do they have you working on or like what what are you currently like trainings what are the like yeah what's your quote-unquote job right now well, me, because I'm in inventory, obviously it's a little different because I'm not at the store lifting boxes, moving things around the store. Yeah, because usually use. you would be, like, in person, setting up, breaking down, making sure no one jacked anything, counting, all yeah. of that, right? So what yeah, does that look like from home, you know? I'd be receiving packages from FedEx, UPS, every day, 20, 25 boxes, opening them, doing inventory. But it's been a lot of, like, Chanel education, a lot of training on education and where the company came from and all that stuff. I guess stuff that we would have been learning when we first got hired, per se, that wasn't necessarily we were able to, you know, digest when we were learning our jobs at that time. But now it's all about the Chanel culture, the heritage, uh, Coco Chanel herself, you know, the movements, the years of when she put certain things out into public as far as things for women to buy and revolutionizing the way women dress. So it's interesting. I mean, like I said, I'm happy I got the job, number one. Number two, I'm actually feeling like I'm still invested in a job of some sort from home oddly enough so i think that's interesting so it's almost like they're trying to create better brand ambassadors and have like employees who are more well-versed and who are actually like that are gonna if when it when this ends or if it ends y'all are gonna be better chanel employees right like yeah i mean the, the the people that sell actually know a lot of this stuff already and we all kind of sort of know it ourselves but this is just kind of cementing the information as far as the know-how because it's stuff that the salespeople do with clients when they come in and tell them you know oh when she made this bag in 1955 and it was because when she was on a date she saw this lady wearing a thing and it was uncomfortable so she changed it and it became this and there's a whole story behind each piece so now i'm learning all that stuff even though i kind of knew it now i know it like 
textbook. Right, right, right. That's that's interesting, man. That whole like corporate culture and how everything's having to shift and how people are like staying agile is is interesting, dude. Like, I, yeah, I, it's I. It's kind of a trip, right? There's a lot of memes going around, right? And one of the ones that I, I, I keep thinking is funny is, or like funny, sad, political, whatever, but it's kind of like, uh, they basically, it's like Corona showing you all the things that they told you couldn't be done, could be, right? Like you can work from right. home and education can be less time. Like, Yo, right? like, I'm, I'm, home, I'm homeschooling every day. My daughter got assignments. She got a, a app she has to jump on every day and do certain amount of activities and different subjects. So I'm the teacher so to speak me and wifey we at home so we both holding it down every day just doing having her do different stuff all of this is obviously so unprecedented is having us to learn on site how to like adapt to this new normal so to speak so like this stuff we're doing right now like i was in i remember i came to you and we did the we did the podcast yeah yeah we have another episode that's available on the recognition and respect feed and i'm actually going to re-release it onto the new network that's like spotify and uh google and samsung and like a bunch of other like uh more platforms you know so it's going to come out again for a bigger audience but yeah i used to have a spot and you came and you know and now and now we're here virtually doing it somehow some way and in real time and it's it's incredible i mean uh, this is all very obviously sad it's pandemic it's got its negatives but a lot of it, bro. I mean, it's cup half full, cup half empty. I mean, I've always wanted to be able to work from home, be around my daughter more. You know, my BM used to always be like, wow, I wish you would be able to take a day off twice a week or something just to be home with me and help me with the kid and do all this stuff. And I was like, man, you know, I got to be at the store five days a week. And your job now, told you not. Nah, your job was like, nah, you can't. But now that you have to, they're like, oh, we'll figure out a way to make it work, right? <laughs> like, now, yeah, now they yeah. make it work, right? Like, like like me and you like right now we, we we're all making it work we were talking before we jumped on this like how we're all adapting to these new technologies and apps and how to use them and learning them on the fly like i've been doing that since this started with the music like with the jumping on people's ig lives podcasts poetry speakeasies online like digital zoom calls like all that is insane concerts i've done two concerts on my own from the car in the car with the audio and people say it not it's dope it's a new way to, you know, digest music is crazy. I mean, even right now, like, uh, you're using your phone in your whip, right? And, yeah, we're getting, like, some cutoff here and there, but it's already way better than my last episode. My homie was using his his laptop, and I guess, like, his Wi-Fi wasn't as good or something, right? Like, And I feel like the, the quality of the call is not as good as an in-person conversation, but we're getting it across, you know? We're making it work, and I think that's, exactly. like... If there is a, if there's any silver lining, right? Like it sucks. I mean, it's it's super sad and tragic that like people are dying and economies, businesses are being shut down. But there are so many positive things coming out of this. Like yeah, it's a life, it's a life, it's a life like lesson in itself. Like in every piece of darkness, death, whatever, firing, a breakup, there is a gold nugget in there somewhere. If you're able to gain enough clarity within, at some point, to see it. Nothing is just one way. Nothing is just like negative and that's it. And there's no other flip to that coin. Like everything has a flip to the coin. It's whether you want to see the coin flip or not. Yeah, yeah, definitely, right? It's all about, I mean, there's a reason why they call it a silver lining, right? You kind of have to look for it. It's like this little thin part that's around the outside of a cloud, like a yeah. stormy cloud, right? You have to, you actually have to look for it and notice it and recognize it. I mean, and of course, reason- you, could, you could, you could succumb to the fear. You could succumb to the, 
you know, not knowing. You could succumb to all that shit if you really wanted to. It's easy. That's the easy part. The hard part is to actually say, yeah, there's got to be something else to this. I got to be able to make this work for myself. And we do. And we do. Especially like me and you, creative, so to speak, artists. We're like so essential right now for people. I mean, that was one of my, that was one of the first things that I said when I was uh, bringing this back. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm consuming so much content right now, you know, like I, I went on some crazy marathon binge watch Netflix, you know, down rabbit holes of like, you know, I watched like all the lethal weapons and shit, you know, like, (laughs) you know, I went deep and I was like, yo, like I should probably start like creating content, you know? And then I also had homies, like my, like my crew, the monster mashup clan, like the rap crew, they were like, you know, we can't just let this, you know, we got to find a way to capitalize, take advantage, use it to our, so, I mean, I did this whole podcast, I'm in my, I'm in my apartment right now. I saw you with the bros doing drinking games, playing chess with face. It's dope contests, man. Like I like I said, we learning all, all of us are learning all of this on the fly as far as like, and you see the difference too, because you I know a lot nothing you know, never nothing bad to say about my homies, but I do see a lot of the homies and non homies that were once buzzing or online every day, doing different things every day, posting, have stopped in the last month. And I get it, it's hard to shift and adapt to this, but if you're an artist creative, you have this in you, you have to pour it out somewhere. I've noticed. I've noticed that. Sh- I've noticed the downshift in the uh, the content creating, and and me. I, and again, if you're an artist now in this day and age, you kind of know already that this is all very. We're in an era of a lot of content-driven media. Like that's what it is. So if you if you lax, if you if you're not posting for a day or two, it could affect you dramatically as far as followers. And it's not all about the numbers only, but you're trying to reach people. If that's ultimately what you're really doing in this artistry for, I'm trying to reach billions. No, yeah. But that- I don't want to lose connection with people. And especially if you want to come out of this, at least where you were at or stronger, you got to like, exactly. you got to keep the consistency. And honestly, like I, I fell off for sure, man. I'm pretty sure you noticed, like, I mean, my sneaky entertainment page is mostly an events page, right? So no events. Right. It's like, what are we posting? We don't got flyers. We don't got the promo right. videos. We don't got the footage from the last party. So, and then right. my personal page is the one, like, my official sneak, the music page that, you know, where I do my rap shit is where I've been trying to, like, stay more active. And even then, it's like, that shit, it was tough, man. Honestly, yeah. it took me, yeah. like, a month and a half, dude, to get out of, like, that dark place I was in, man, where I just, I didn't see. Yeah, but I, I can see the difference for you. I mean, as far as the fact that you are a promoter and there are, there's, you know, it's a lot of event-driven activity that you you know delve into and you deal with so i understand that especially you know coming from the instant it all happened because it was all a very big adjustment obviously work-wise for me chanel and other people working losing work and artists were like what the fuck do i do now like i live to go out and perform i can't perform and then you got to start thinking well there's other ways to perform there's other ways to create content there's other things i could give my followers my fans i don't need to just be at venues only you adapt no yeah and i think that was that was huge for me to just kind of realize because in the beginning you didn't know how long it was going to be right like at first because you said your last day in the store was Friday the 13th which was I had um speakeasy that day yes and then the next day I DJ at Indy and that was the 14th and pretty much that next day or that following Monday it was like lockdown and pretty much all the bars, up. all my venues, all the gigs, everything got canceled, yeah, promote, postponed. And so that shit threw me, just the, the financial shit alone, right? Because that's my main bread and butter, of right? Of course. So that alone. But then also just that that 
comfort, that escapism from having live shows, groups of people, you know, being able to go out and dance and be with yeah. like-minded individuals, like, there was a reason why I chose that as my job. It was something that I needed to survive, you know? Like, it was right. a perfect symbiotic relationship. Like, I need this to be okay, and I can get paid to do it, you know? So, both right. of those things, it, it took a minute. And luckily, like, like you know, I had faith that was, you know, uh, kept, you know, pushing and, 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 you know, trying to be strong and hold it together for the squad. And, you know, Shout luckily... Yeah, shout out the homies. I, and I already had the podcasting gear, you know, so and it was just yeah. a, it was a matter of just kind of like stepping it up and figuring out. Stepping out of it and getting on, yeah. And it took a while, man. And I'm not going to, I some days I still wake up feeling like shit, man. So, like, I get it. And if Yeah, and I get it too. I don't, that's why I don't knock nobody. I just, like, I, I observe and I see. And I use a lot of what I see in my life, personally speaking, throughout my, you know, awakening as a teenager to a young adult to where I am today. Just learning from experience, not just mine, but others, and seeing the non-posting and the non-content and the, and the falling off and how it was affecting me as a viewer watching, saying, damn, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, shit, what if people think that, what I just thought about this guy, about me, and no content for me, and people used to me posting every day for my car, a IGTV episode or a quick concert on my lunch break or something. I was always doing something, so for me to go from that to nothing to zero, I was like, I can't allow that. So that's when I just started looking into doing my own stuff. And from people watching me do my own stuff, they asked me to do their stuff and jump on their stuff. And that branched out to other parts. And now I'm just like, okay, okay, now we're back in the groove. It's funny how that works, right? Because that's how it works in live music too, right? It's like you show yeah. up places, you, you, you rock a show here, someone sees you, you get booked here, you're on, the, you know, like you go meet up this group of people, they tell these folks about you. And it's like, it's literally the same thing, but I always, I always online, you know, I, like. I always tell the young cats, like the, the up-and-comers, the one-year rappers, two-year rappers, I'm always like, yo, you go to a venue, that could be three people in the room, that could be four people there, you feel like shit, you don't want to rock no more, nobody's there to see you, blah, blah, blah. But if you come away that night with one person walking out of those four people saying, hey, I have a venue that I do shows at in this other city, I want you to come rock with me next month, whatever, that's a win. As long as you come away from some sort of like stepping stone to another thing that night, in some way, a, a fan, some, one of the three people that was there walks up to you and says, we're going to hate your music. I want to go buy your stuff. In two days, they go buy your album, your T-shirt, whatever, and they tell a friend. That's a win. It's, it's like you got to see yeah. the bigger picture. You got to use one thing to get the other. So that's like, like you said, I started doing my own concert in the car, promoting it on IG like a real concert with my own flyer I made. People like 19, 25 people showed up. From those 25 people, three people told me they wanted me to jump on their live that weekend. I was like, dope. I'm telling my BM, I'm like, I got gigs. I, <laughs> I got gigs. Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you got gigs? We're quarantined. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to start rocking, like, from my bedroom, from the dining room, from the car, like, yeah, on the yeah, walk. Yeah. Fuck it. No, nah, and that's kind of like, I guess, in the last two weeks when this thing got extended, right? I was like, all right, this is going to be a little bit longer than I thought, so I better... I better shit. start doing more shit, yeah, so, um, now I'm trying to do, I'm trying to knock out, like, three or four of these a week, you know, these are quick, it's not, it's no travel time, super easy, right, like, yeah. a couple tests, couple clicks of some buttons, couple technical difficulties, so try to knock some of these out, I got yeah, shout, shout out my boy, my boy EJ, my boy, um, an artist that, that rocks with me all the time, I just saw him post that he put, he got, uh, somehow delivered all the, I guess on Amazon, somewhere he got, you know, the setup for the crib, got a microphone, got a new mic, got a whole like laptop, got speakers up. He's like, I'm ready to knock songs out a week. I'm like, see, that's if I was at home stuck with the equipment, 
I, you'd have an album every three weeks from me. Right, and a lot of studios got closed, right? So it wasn't even that yeah. people had to get, like, people, it's not that people wanted to, like, all of a sudden become studio engineers and shit. They had to, you know? Yeah, and me personally, people have told me for years, even back in in New York when I was rocking out there, that just like when I, I guess it started really because I was such an Eminem fan and the homies was telling me, yo, Eminem, he started making his own beats, bro. Like his third album, he did his whole album produced by himself, whatever. If you learn to make your own beats, you'll rap better and you'll learn how to do all this other shit and learn to work with the equipment and the buttons. For me personally, it's just never been a passion. So I've never gotten involved. But a week and a half ago, you know I was on YouTube watching tutorials of GarageBand, iPhone, and I learned in like an hour in my car watching three or four tutorials how to record myself over a beat on GarageBand on my phone. I'm going to run, I'm going to knock out like three songs this week. Just rough vocals, but knock them out. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing, right? A lot of like, and I guess we're, we're going right into the next, uh, the next uh, topic, just creative struggles, right? Like trying to, I mean, I have all the gear, but like being able to find somewhere, like a, a place to write from, you know, that isn't Inspiration. like, that isn't like cliched or like kind of the same shit. Like obviously everybody's going through the pandemic Corona right now. Do, do you really need to rap about that? Or like, you know, like, you know, it's everybody's like, it's funny because Michael, Michael Rappaport, I think on his IG, one of my followers sent me a post he posted two days ago where he was screaming at the hip hop community how there's no um, activist rap right now. Like he would, he was like, if Tupac was alive, he would have put out a freestyle or something or two or three songs, a quick EP of like the pandemic and Corona and how it's affecting us and then what we should do about it. Like, where's the rappers? Where's the hip hoppers? I was like, oh shit, there's, there's a thought. See that? Like you just said, it's a, it's a cliche maybe thing to rap about, but it's funny that this guy two days ago was on his IG saying, the exact opposite. Anybody. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, man, that's a, maybe that's a topic to attack. Maybe this is all about those rats right now. I don't know. And I, I guess I don't know. Personally, like, I usually come from that conscious political, like, I'm usually there already, and I just feel uh-huh. like right now I'm on my escapism shit. You know what I mean? Like, now I'm talking uh-huh. about, like, I'm in the crib blazing it. You know, like, that's like that's where I'm at right now. So it's like, yeah, it's like that's a, your a, some, uh, some other shit. So I, I've been trying to find my, my inspiration, my lane, my zone in, in this whole, like, Again, it's weird that. because the, the con- I guess in a way the conspiracies you you would rap about or the spiritual oneness that we would all be rapping about is happening. So now you don't want to rap about it, and now you want to escape from it and rap about things you wouldn't rap about. Nor like it's weird. It's a cra- yeah. It's like there's a it's literally like a shift in the universe. Or like in our universe has shifted like what I want to. It almost like like now the Zanny bars make sense. You know, like I, how many people are fucking dosed up right now because they yeah, can't even. Feel- you need feel good music right now. People want to feel fucking good because they feel fucking bad. I get it. It's intrinsic. The moment you wake up, you're like, in, a, in the first split second, maybe you forget. And then you realize after like two seconds of waking up, you're like, oh, shit. I'm stuck here. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I've woken up sometimes like ready to like, you know, get my daughter breakfast, get going and, and start going and dress for work. And I'm like, oh, wait, we're oh, shit. This is real. No. Holy shit. Okay. Okay, well, honestly, dude, I, I find it hard to get out of bed these days. Like, I don't even remember the last time I was up, like, 6 a.m., right. 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m. I mean, See, that's, I, like... That's why God bless my daughter. If it wasn't for my daughter, I'd probably be in a situation like that more than I'm more so than I am. But because of her and her schooling and my ability to have to, like, homeschool her, it keeps me on point with knowing she's got to call at 930 with the school. And she's got another, like, three activities before lunch at noon. Then we got lunch, you know, noon to one. Then... She has quiet time one to two. Then from two to three, she has the activities. Like it's keeping me like boom, 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 boom. 
Yeah, that's another crazy, like, revelation I'm having, you know, like, my whole entrepreneur, like, independent contractor lifestyle, of, like, not having a schedule, is, yeah. like, it's crazy right now, because I kind of wish I had things, like, I kind of wish I had it. some kind of structure, like, I need to make my own structure now, because, like, yeah. I used to just work I around... It. I... I printed a schedule and I have it taped all over my fucking house. Like I have it taped like above my fireplace, at my front door, at the kitchen window. Like I have it taped so my daughter at least can see like every hour what's popping, like what we're getting into. And it's just, it's a structure every day. We do the same stuff, but it keeps me grounded a little bit. Cause I'm used to, I'm very OCD in general. Like you go to my drawers now, you see like my socks and my shirts and my colors and my whites. Like I'm very cuckoo like that. So for me, life, is almost a, compart- a compartmentalized thing. Yeah, I do yeah, that yeah. with my own life every day anyway. So I needed that to help me probably get through this. And the weed. The weed has been so key, man. <laughs> I've been I've been smoking so much weed. Like, I'm lucky I had some savings, you know, for my weed. You know, like, and apparently the government's supposed to be releasing some more money tomorrow that I'm be able to apply for, for, like, independent contractors and self-employed shit. So hopefully... Is that right? Still, yeah, I haven't gotten any relief yet, man. So I'm hoping, hoping wow. something comes through soon. But, um, so creatively, like, have you been finding any struggles on how to be creative? Obviously, you've already kind of, that hurdle of, like, shows and performances and all that, you kind of, like, figured that out already, but, like, are you having writing issues? Like, are you, is it hard, like, do you have a home studio? What's up with that? Nah, no home studio. Like I said, I mean, a week ago, I was learning how to use GarageBand, which came with the phone I bought a while ago, and I never even opened the app, because I'm not into making beats and nothing like that, but... I always have had and always get like beat packs from producers all over the country, all over the world. And I have like emails full, like I Dropbox files full of like, you know, beats, 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 just to write to from different producers. So I always got material to write to. So it's just a matter of like, damn, now that I can't get to a studio, how do I get, how do I lay vocals? I got all these songs written in my phone. How do I lay vocals? So I figured, let me just record raw vocals on my GarageBand over the beat that I up, you know, import into GarageBand. And just send them back to the producers at the home studios and let them rock with it and fine tune it and tweak it and do all the stuff that they got to do. So, so I'm like, in some way, I'm going to put out music. And and like a week ago, week and a half ago, my homie out in New York that I used to record with, Big Shot Will Knox in the Bronx, he posted a picture of a 2003 like mixtape I put out in New York when I first was a baby, started rapping. And it blew my mind. And it made me start going through my boxes in my garage and house to see if I could find it so I could start listening to it and play it and post it. I didn't find that, but I found another EP that I put out that same year that was something that was handing out in the streets and selling all over New York. I'm going to start releasing those joints as little capsules. Because I put out, it was like at least 25 records. And, they're so all that, was, and that was like pre-social media, pre... So yeah, like that a lot like of that early. stuff's not out, like pre-SoundCloud, right? So a lot of that stuff. That was MySpace. Right. Yeah, that was MySpace, SoundClick, all them old joints. That was when I was like, that was like when I first, I moved to LA in 2004. So this music is like right before I left New York in like 2002, 2003, where I was just like starting to bubble up on the rap. And when I got here, I really like went crazy, meeting a lot of the collectives in LA and rocking with certain homies, um, and just started meeting so many people that I started to branch out musically more. But these joints are so raw that I was like, I gotta let the world hear this shit. So I'm now working with a couple of my graphic designer homies, emailing, texting, figuring out graphics and covers. But I'm gonna drop a little series on people that is gonna like be super dope. So that's got me over a lot of my creative hurdles as far as like thinking about what to do, how do I plot something out? Like this is a good little rollout for me. Oh no, that's cool, man. Like this is it's kind of like a repackaging, right? Like that's 
that's what all the genius brands do, right? That's like that's like a Drake yeah. move, just re-release some old shit like in a new package and. Yeah, because for real, only really the uh, New York homies hold, heard all this music. And I've got a whole base in L.A. that I grew since I moved here, 04 to now. So they haven't heard any of this material. And I played it on IG Live the other day just for a few fans to follow and listen with me in the car as I heard it. Because I hadn't heard it in like 10 years or more. So it was like so a listening like, party. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people were like, yo, where can I cop that? Put it on your band camp. Where do I buy that? I was like, yo, you know what? You know what? I got about 30 songs. Let me start leaking some of this shit in some reformatted, dope, up-to-date, current packaging. Yeah, I mean, What's if anything, shit, do singles a song a week, you know? That's like... Exactly. Um, the, wheels are, the wheels are turning. That's what's good about this thing. Like I said, like having a structure on a daily basis with my, uh, with my seed and then being able to like lay in bed at night or when wifey goes upstairs and I stay downstairs in the living room watching TV just thinking about what can I do tomorrow? What Maybe I should do an IG Live. Maybe I should... Like today, I read a book. Today on IG Live, I like popped up, I you know, posted it, promoted it, and I just started reading from one of my favorite books, a couple of excerpts, and people tuned in and was like, wow. So every night I'm thinking of like, what can I do that's going to like be something to keep me motivated and gassed and like inspired, you know, See, all I, that. I, I feel like I have the ideas, but like the motivation to actually execute and follow through is not always there, you know? Like some days I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I was going to do all this shit today, but not really feeling right. it, you know? So... I got to right. find a way to, like, get over that mental, like, there's a block right there, you know? And I'm hoping that figuring this stuff out and actually getting a little bit more consistent with the content and, like, getting back in the swing of, like, video editing and stuff hopefully gets helps, like, those juices start flowing. But I've been writing yeah. some fucking killer verses lately, man. And, like, nice. I think I'm going to record some shit and just put out, like, singles or, like, a project, like, a... For like, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna put, I'll probably put out a project, like, a quarantine project, but I won't call it a quarantine project. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like, it's like, now is, like, not now is the time, I don't want to be cliche and say that, but now really is a good time to, like, hit certain people in certain different wavelengths and certain frequencies that you haven't been able to hit them before. Like, I was never really an IG Live guy. I never watched them. I never did them. When I did them, nobody would log on, and I would log the fuck off in three seconds because I was frustrated, like, whatever. But now it's become a whole aspect of my, you know, online personality. People look forward to my IG live. They ask me, when am I doing the next one? But they throw me, you know, ideas about what to do, what they want to hear me say, what they want to hear me talk about. So I'm like, wow, that the learning of like how to use these apps and how many, how do you, even the stupid shit, like the filters and the, you know, different backgrounds and all that stuff is like just knowledge. And I've always been this believer in like, what do you call it? Tripartite soul. And us not being human, but being souls having human experiences and our yeah, soul's yeah, purpose. Yeah, yeah. Our soul's purpose is what guides us. And to me, everybody's soul purpose ultimately is learn. Like ultimately, I feel that's all you're here to do, whether you see that as like a chalkboard learning or you read you see that as learning from experiences or you see that as reading book, whatever the learning means to you or whatever, how many ways learning is defined to you, that's what life to me is all about. So I'm learning every day. I'm learning how to live through this, let alone how to use YouTube, right? Or how to figure out my Instagram algorithms or how to upload beats to GarageBand and record vocals. Like, I'm learning that, let alone other shit that I'm not even realizing I'm learning by lip. And I, I think, though, like, and this is, I'm talking from personal experience, as you said that, it kind of, like, triggered something in me because I feel like mm -hmm. the the learning part, but not wanting to fail. Like, it took me forever to start doing this because I was, like, I haven't figured it out just yet. Like, I'm right. still, like, I don't want it to suck, I don't want it to look bad, like, how, right. how do I make sure it sounds good and looks good, and, like, but I feel like I got, I got kind of got over that point 
today when I, or like last week when I went to set it up with you, right? I set up like three or four interviews and the computer crashed. Right. I was like, fuck. But now I'm just like, you know what? Let's just do it. And like, let's just see what happens, right? And like, I'm not even paying attention to the stream, so I don't know if people are commenting or whatever. If you are, thank you for tuning in. I'm sorry. <laughs> still figuring it out. Uh, you know, I'm mainly That's doing it to post it up later, you know, but I figure if everybody's on the live, so why don't I just, you know, keep some of the Yeah, but the fear, like you just said, the fear... The fear can be a blockage and you getting past it yourself personally and just in general, one being able to push past that fear they feel as far as failure is like a whole like it's like when they do those cartoons and you see the animals go through like the clearing in the jungle and all of a sudden this giant paradise is in front of them in the middle of nowhere. That's what it, that, that's what that's like. And for me, like when I first started doing podcasts, I was doing them on my phone in my walk in closet on the floor with a fan on me, holding the phone like this, watching my voice on the screen as I was talking to make sure I didn't peek. And I would hear it back and be like, that sounds terrible. Or I, I, I stuttered there. I don't know how to edit that part out where I just took a long breath for no reason. And I stopped. I, I wouldn't post. And so one day I was like, I just got to post it. Yeah. Fuck it. Weird. Fuck it. Fuck the quality. Fuck what I think. Fuck what I think people are going to think when they hear it and how bad it sounds. They don't have to know I did it in my bedroom and closet. And I'm going to do it and just upload it. And I just started uploading like crazy. And I probably have like 150 podcasts of just fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I mean, at some point, like. Yeah, either you're gonna you got you gotta you gotta make that take that leap, or you're just gonna be stuck and still and like you're not gonna advance, right? Yeah, even even like in not just hip hop, I mean in life, but in hip hop, like there was a different marker back in the day for like putting out trash. There was a different standard. Whereas now we have the internet era and instant gratification society and the millennials or whatever. So now it's about pouring content, bad or good, into the new sphere. Into no, the internet. And, that, and actually, like, pig, to piggyback off of that, it's like, now with the whole quarantine, lockdown, pandemic, the people are so thirsty for it now. Like, they're hungry for right. it. Like, they don't care. They just want to be looking. They, they just want to be somewhere other than their, wherever they're at. And they're going to yes. use this little fucking portal in their hand yes. to go there. So, just give them people something, wanna, right? Yeah. People want to say, oh, my God, this shit is so dope. Or they want to say, oh, this shit sucks like a motherfucker. But they want to say something. So, that was like... Just flood them. Like, it's pointless whether you think the song is good or not or whether the quality sounds good or you shouldn't have said that word or whatever. Put it out. Put it all out. Like, I'm dumping everything into the world. This, uh, for obviously existential purposes, as far as I'm going to die one day anyway, so why not just have it out into the cloud? You know, let somebody find it 10 years from now, whatever. But also, just feed the fans right now. People are hungry whether or not you want to believe it for the music, for any content to watch, listen to, or, or digest. And, on it. and honestly, like... Uh, the little bit of content that I have dropped and the couple, like, drinking games and all that we've done, like, I have had people reach out, like, telling me, like, it, just for those couple things, like, it's good to see you're so active, it's good to see you're adapting, like, it, you know, brings hope, like, like I, you know, I feel comfort that there's people still, you know, like, because a lot of people knew that I took a hit, you know, with, when the when the bars got shut down and, and, the, and the clubs yeah. got shut down, and so... The fact that I was able to still do stuff kind of like, you know, relieved some of their fucking angst about worrying about people, right? Because a lot of people are worried about themselves and their families and right. other folks. And, you know, I, I want to get into like these theories, right, of like where Corona came from or how long it's going to be here. Like, right. is, this, is this some kind of like earth fucking born, you know, like some consciousness. Right changing you know causing evolution right like I've, we're all evolving with like our content uh -huh. and our you know the, the things that we want to express and how we interact with people and it's just like it's it's fucking it's a wild time 
to be alive and I think like the more that we pump stuff out right now is like probably for the better you know so that so that there is an accurate depiction of what was happening in these times you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're gonna have the media and YouTube and shit and like you know who knows five well, yeah. ten and years from now they're gonna teach about this shit in history books and you well, know, we live in the in, we live in the information age so that in and of itself doesn't necessarily mean what people think as far as information it's not good only information there's tons of bad information too so a lot of the conspiracy theories about this being something that's uh you know another one of these depopulation agendas or something to take out a certain um cultural or certain socioeconomic class out of society and whatever and the you know government came up with it i'm a huge conspiracy theorist always have been people know me for that as far as my raps and even like i said today i was reading behold the pale horse by william cooper online for god's sakes um this to me is just something that happens every so often in nature that occurs pandemic wise as far as a flu. Yes, we could have obviously been probably more prepared. You got footage from people like Bush to Obama talking about how we had to prepare for something like this. It's almost like they spoke it into existence the way they described it back then when they were talking about the preparation necessary. And obviously we have this moron in office. So there is no preparation that we were able to do logically because we have an idiot. But the conspiracies and all that, I don't buy into that. I mean, even I broke down that even the other day, like the conspiracy about chemtrails and all that stuff. I broke that down. I used to be a big believer in that. And I realize now that there are things that are just contrails that are just water evaporation having to do with the jet turbine shooting at a certain altitude that creates ice in the sky that makes these trail. Like there's certain things that are, yes, totally conspiratorial and worthy of research and investigation and dissection. And other things just are what they are, bro. Like shout out to homie Michael White. He wrote a book called The End of Protest. I worked with him a couple of years ago on different on different things like Occupy. He was the founder of Occupy back in New York in 2011. So he writes about these four protest theories. What, what was his things. name? Micah White. M-I-C-A-H. Micah White. He started, um, he worked in Canada originally. And he started with a newspaper. It's called the, en- the End of Protest? End of Protest. Um, great fucking guy. I rock with him all the time online. We talk to each other. So he's definitely one of the innovators that are going to usher in a lot of shit. But his book breaks down these four theories of protest, which are what people have deemed to be the causes of revolutions throughout history as far as what's made the revolutions that have happened happen. The core of it is youth. All revolutions throughout history has always been ushered in and started and pushed through by the youth of society at the time. The other thing is that there's four different breakdowns as far as the protest theories. Some of them, one of them is about how we feel that we doing things causes revolution. There's other ones that talk about how things that happen in society as far as gas prices and bread prices and essential things being certain, like shock value, that causes revolution. There's other things that are talked about in theory as far as divine intervention, things that are worldly and, 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 and mystical that happen in society and in the world that cause revolutions that have nothing to do with people's activism. So I think that the pandemic, this one, the Spanish uh, flu in 1918, and other things that have happened as far as society is concerned in the history of the planet, these are things that just help us learn new facets of ourselves as humans. Like we live in the information age, we live in the technology age. This pandemic is causing us to learn almost, how, about, how I've said for years, like we're going to have to wind up merging with technology so that we linear minds can actually be able to exist with an exis- like a exponential technology. Like the technology grows exponentially, we grow linearly. So this pandemic is making us almost change our thinking to think exponentially. 
figuring things out in the moment. When we get disconnected, you reconnect us. When you need another person on the Zoom call, you somehow figure out through the buttons and the, and the icons on the screen how to get them in. Like, like we're, 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 we're becoming data and shit from Star Trek. Like We're, we're, we're becoming like CPUs, we're, like yeah, yeah, processing yeah. units. We're processing data at crazy speeds right now because of this. Again, that's that cup half, cup half full, cup half empty. You can see this is a horrible thing. We can't go to beaches. People are losing jobs. Toilet papers low. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But there's another side. Well, I mean, it's also another side. It's also a class thing, though, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm lucky to be part of... Like, if these were, you know, more ancient medieval times, I'd probably be part of that, like, artist class that was, like, patroned. You know, I'd probably exist in that, like, that educated yep. class that actually read and, and, and reads and writes, you know? Like, and... Uh, like we're kind of seeing uh, this pandemic has kind of brought out those class lines it's, a little it's, bit it's more. magnifying yeah it's, it's magnifying like, the, like who, oh yeah, who's getting tested who's getting tested for what reason how why are ball players getting tested for no reason and they're not even showing like or, all the questions are wrong who gets the money first and or like you know who still has to work for money and who right you know, who who's who's the unemployment taken care of and like who it opens up people, conversations about UBIs and universal basic income. Who are the and, people oh, yes. protesting to open back up the the state and the cities? Is it the folks who are most likely to be affected by that, or right. are they? You and know? that's that's also what we're redefining, like essential. People keep using that term essential. This is not essential. That like essential to people's health. Are we discussing now? Or are we discussing essential to the economy and people now being able to see just? how much influence their consumerism on a daily basis affects the structure and how or even spending is what I, makes everything run. Items, right? What's essential? Is it is it is it what you need to survive? Or are we now saying, well, things that help your mental health and things that keep you physically healthy, but these are essential now, right? Like, you know Well like, think about Ve- like the mayor of Vegas was getting blasted for talking about wanting to open Vegas and casinos and have people smoking cigarettes and walking around again like it's all hunky dory and people are like that's not, you know, we can't have that. And she's like, well, this is essential. The whole state, Nevada, Las Vegas, is this predicated is on people live. coming yeah. to spend. Yeah. If people ain't coming and there's something in the world happening that makes people not be able to come, we're fucked. Like, the whole structure is going to collapse. Like, that, that whole state could crumble economically. They could, they, they might not recover for years. Yeah, yeah. Like, could Vegas, Vegas could, like, the strip could, like, lose, you know, things could close down, like, you know. What? Like, it's crazy. But that's, like, again, like, and also think about, damn, we have technology now. Could you imagine going through a global pandemic in 1918? No, I like can't, bro. My brain literally relatives? cannot, I cannot even fathom what that must like, have been like. like. Like what? Like you wouldn't even have been able to hear through news that people in China were dying by the thousands and millions. You wouldn't like have found months, out until years. you died. Like until your people right. started being affected, would you find out, oh, there's some shit going around, like. Or, or even if it was like you got you got everybody in the village, everybody in town has to quarantine. All twelve hundred of you, you people couldn't like Zoom call, you couldn't Facetime your moms and see if she was okay. You couldn't Facetime your wife, but like, wow, we look, we're lucky, we're fucking lucky in a way. I mean, in a way. this because is the nature, best again, time for this I, to happen, right? This was like the literally the best time to for this to happen, well, like because it because like I said, the conspiracies or whatever, whatever. This happens like on in nature and history. Like, pandemics happen. Like, it happens well, on Earth every I mean, so hundred. I personally think this is, like, Earth consciousness. I think, like, you know, the environment has had enough of our shit. Yeah, Gaia, Mother Earth. Like, that's one of the things that has been, like, coming up a lot, right? Like, the skies are clearer. 
the dolphins right. are coming back. Like you're seeing <laughs> animals bears are, and then, animals are happy. Plants yeah, are happy. And, yeah, everything. You know, it started raining. The rain was actually like clean rain type shit. You know, and it's just like okay, so if if might, if I had to get be. into some fucking next level consciousness about and you know find a way to wake like have an awakening right where like right. you get and get and enact revenge on a certain age group of people who have been responsible for fracking and oil spills and mm-hmm. you know like all mm-hmm. the, like all the boomers right all the fuck those 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 vulnerable ages like a lot right. of the, like a lot of those folks were responsible for not having an environmental movement or, you know, like supporting that, you know, and then protecting the children, you know, like younger mm-hmm. folks are not, and they're more, they're more conscious on in terms of like, you know, veganism and, and, yeah. and environmental, you know, recycling, like younger folks tend to be more into that shit. Right. And yeah. at the same time, you, you have like a, a clearing up of the environment and people yeah. are like a, a renewed sense of like humanity and like understanding the need for each other and like how much do yeah. you need people right like how yeah it's, it's almost like reinventing a shamanism in ways like the way that, like the elders and the you know the indians would like make sure when they migrated and traveled that they would make sure that the elders were somewhere in the center and that the strongest and the youngest were in the front to protect the path they were going on in case of attacking shit like that like it's making us go back to like look at our maybe our senior citizens are elderly because seeing them in this vulnerable state, you see the memes, you see like the, you know, old person in the supermarket with all the shelves empty and people saying, yo, don't do that. Like, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't do that type of shelf. We got to take care of the old people. Like they're the ones that give us the wisdom and the ways and like the, the teachings. Like we can't just let them fall off like that. Like we're supposed to take care, especially with technology. Like they're, the they're kind of our conscious, right? Like if you, yeah. if when you get older, like you become the parent to your parent. And you kind of yeah. have to realize all the shit that, you know, that, like, you kind of feel bad for all the shit you put them through, you know? And that's, like, that's part of the cycle of becoming I was going to say, that's the, big, that's the big picture ability to see the cyclical of life, the cycle of life, how life works. Like, everything comes out the ground, grows up, goes back in the ground, goes down. It's just, it, it, and that's what it is. That's what they are. That's what we will be. And that's what we'll be, like, I'll be to my daughter. Like, that's all this is. It's a cycle like we were just talking, I was just talking um, with uh, with my BM today about like I forgot somebody said something like that's one of my top ten fears, and I was like, damn, you got ten fears? That's terrible. <laughs> I don't. That's a lot of like that's a lot of fear based living. Yeah, and then I was yeah. like, you know what? How many how many me, not fears do you have? Like, and I used to I used to be scared of you know I used to say I was scared of clowns, I was scared of spiders, blah blah blah. Yeah. But eventually, through all my awakening and my teachings and my and my and my you know pseudoscience or whatever, I realized the one thing is death. Everything is tied to death. And if you're not scared of death anymore, you ain't scared of shit. And I, I realized after I wasn't scared of death or I realized what, I, to me, death is being a door and opening to something else and it doesn't stop there. I let go of all the... I'm like, if I don't fear death, what's there to fear? That's a that's a, that's a nice... Uh, that's a point there. Because, like, why are you afraid of spiders? Because they're going to bite you and you're going to die, right? Why are you afraid of clowns? Because you think they're psycho and they're going to kill you, right? Like All fear. Scared of heights because you're going to fall and die. And die Everything right? is... A, Everything is a connection to death, and it's because of this unknownness death brings into your life. Claustrophobia is that you're gonna run out of air, or like you can't and suffocate and die. Suffocate you and die, right? Like, are you gonna have a heart attack from it and die? It all like agoraphobia, right? Too many people, right? Is like, oh, there might be a fucking germ or a killer here or a murderer or these fools. There might be a stampede and they might run me over, like you know. Yeah. 
if you realize at some point that all the fears you possibly have in your life at that current moment are all tied to this one thing called death and you realize if I'm not scared of death, I don't need to be scared of anything, you really can flip the brain. Like I flipped my brain. Like when I realized I'm not scared of death and I realized I kind of have an understanding of what death is through all the readings and teachings and channelings, I'm like, I'm good. I'm not scared of nothing. People are just scared of dying. Your daughter, I'm just scared of your daughter. Aren't you? I'm like, I'm not, I don't attach somebody's death to me as far as a selfishness, like wanting them here for me. They die. That's part of the cycle, bro. Like if you understand that that's nature, that cycle, you're organic and that everything's organic and everything organic decays, you're okay. you come to peace. Yeah, you can't and as far as and as far as your seed or your offspring, right? It's like you 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 teach them the best that you can while you're here, and you hope that when you pass, they learn their lesson from it. And you know, it's part yeah. of their evolution as a person, right? Like I lost my pops when I was seven, and I'm pretty sure like I could probably trace like everything in my life right now to that and how it changed me and the choices I made and you know how I look at life and death and mm-hmm. all of that, right? So those things are impactful, and, like, sometimes I feel like, and I had this conversation with Noah James, he was, like, sometimes people are, they, they pass away because it's, like, a purpose for, like, the family, right, to bring people back together or to show some kind of lesson yes. or something, right, and it's, like, yes. we kind of connect on that, because his grandfather and my father, it was, like, a similar, it felt like, oh, it was, like, a necessary kind of, like, just, it was, like, it was, like, a, a diversion in the path that needed to happen, you know, for the journey to, like, go to its destination. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a person like in Shadow, I know with James, man, he's the God. Like, a person like me that believes in, like, obviously, there's, I, I believe in souls. I believe in us having a higher soul, which is just an extension of ourselves, kind of, re, like, writing our life out for us beforehand, because that higher soul knows what our soul needs, that lifetime for us to be able to ascend higher. Like, so, I, to me, everything that happened to me, I already plotted out for myself. That's why there is no such thing as blame for me in my life. Where I like blame somebody for this experience. I know that every experience that happened, good or bad, so far to me and will happen, was already written, so to speak, by me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just living it out. That's like a Buddhist uh, concept, or yeah. there's like a Buddhist concept similar to that, where it's like yeah. karma determines your next life, right? So everything, you technically you chose to be here, right? You made yeah, choices chose like your parents, chose your parents. Yeah. You chose. You're, you're, yeah, you chose because of past choices. It was, it's kind of like that Matrix Neo shit. Like, you already made the choice. You just got to understand right. it now, right? Like, and it's, it's. So that's there's... what it is for me. For, death is like that. That was already written. Like, like I feel like, again, if you, you're supposed to go through these reincarnations so that you can get closer to this connection to God and ultimately become one with God, which is everything. So to me, I'm like, if a baby dies within four seconds of being born in the room, that was supposed to happen. It's tragic, as fucked up, as horrible, as gut wrenching as that is for everybody involved. Of course, that was supposed to happen, or it wouldn't have. If you take for me, I, when I take on that approach to anything horrible, tragic, good, there's happy, comfort. You find comfort. It's 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 easier to dissect and like you 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 get to internalize it, and then you get to let it go. You know, it's like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, and that's definitely something that comes from meditation and like de- like higher practices of discipline of like you know control and like emotion, we said be- and, like- and like we said before like seeing being able to see the bigger picture the cyclical aspect of life and that that's what life is you can see it all around you in things like wood trees paintings paper your body shit piss like everything to- so if you see that everywhere around you there's an obvious message the universe is screaming at the top of his lungs at you is that everything does this. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It may not feel okay. You're attached. You're attached by memories, experiences, bonds you had with them. But that's not 
I don't want to use the word selfish because that has like almost like a negative connotation to it, but there's an there, there's a there, there's a little bit of a selfish. You want them back for you. You may feel like they had more to live for and that you feel like they were robbed, but ultimately you want them for what they did for you. No, yeah, yeah. You're there and I think like I had this realization on a, a horrible uh, mushroom trip, you know, where like <laughs> I kind of had to face like <laughs> I had I had to like face my 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 death, you know. It was like uh, I I had you know I had this I had this 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 experience. It's it's kind of a long story, but basically there was a point where I kind of like I I thought I had died, like I was, and like once I had like accepted that I was dead and that Surrender. that, that passed, like it didn't matter. All those things, my anxiety about what are people gonna think about me, or like why, you know, they're gonna, what are they gonna say at my at my funeral? Funeral. Like, yeah. Who, right. like, well, how are people gonna, gonna remember me? Up? Like, yeah, who's, you know, what kind of shit are they gonna talk that like I went right. this way, you know? We and, all it, think that, yeah. and I let that shit go, and there was just like ultimate like freedom, right? It was just kind of like this, like, and I feel like that's there's probably something like that in actual death, right? Where I mean. Totally. Our, our worries no longer trouble that soul who's they dissipate into yeah. everything they become like right. they become dark matter they become dark energy they're they not worried atoms. about what you know their life and what people were thinking about them and how they're gonna like yeah that shit's over that, for them you know it's like that's like that's not big part of picture their, though that's big picture mentality and big up to you a lot of like people call us woke and all this other yeah. shit these terminologies but for me it's like it's just a matter of, like you're a human, so yes, you're going to be able to see the concentrated nuggets of time as these individual big things. Like a moment, it can be big for you, but there's a bit, if you always remain conscious of the fact that there is a bigger picture to it all, even the small thing that right now is holding your focus for an hour, whether it's a bonus you got in your check, or whether it's the exhilaration from a show you just got off stage, or a song you just cut, or your girl just broke up with you, whatever you're feeling in that second, in the big picture really doesn't matter as far as you holding on to the essence of that moment. Let that moment go and move on to the next moment so the essence continues like a thread, right? You don't want to block the dam. You don't want to keep putting logs there like a beaver. You want to let that flow, life flow, just let it. And I found personally, ever since that kind of stuff started to like happen to me in my mind and the neural pathways started to get rewired by myself, I've been gravy. I've been gravy. Like there's no expectation. I don't accept, I don't expect anything, I accept everything, that mantra, like, those kind of things make me always feel, like, even through this kind of shit, I can't tell you how many people, even in my house, people that see me online, I do all these, like, lives every Thursday, people that I do, moan aloud, shout out for moan aloud, on Saturdays, they always ask me to come back, because I just come with this energy, where they're like, you don't seem bothered, you don't seem twisted by this, you don't seem fucked up by this, you don't seem like, I'm like, I'm good, I'm <laughs> good man i'm good i'm a every day i wake up yes for a second i don't realize it's happening and then i come to but then i also realize i'm alive oh shit i woke up dope let's do it what's up no nah, like, i think I'm, that's been the biggest uh breakthrough and like uh um takeaway for me is that like it's okay to feel shitty but you have to take that next step out of shitty like go past gotta the shitty. you gotta go past the shitty you know like and that's kind of where like i've been trying to just make sure I always get past that, like, and just keep on to that positive mindset, like, yeah, I'm here, I live, I have all my essentials, like, the, uh, like, sur survival essentials taken care of, right. I gotta right. figure out these, like, higher Maslow self-enlightenment <laughs> essentials now, like, you know, I got, it's, it's crazy, because, 
there's a weird irony where I feel like there's like the people who have to work are probably like getting through this a lot easier than the folks who are just stuck mm-hmm. at home, you know? Because like right. they don't have the time to think about the existential right. of it, right? Because they're they're on that like bread and butter. They got crazy structure. They're still working, right? And they're they're they have the anxiety of having to like clean and sanitize and change gloves right. and wash hands right. and don't touch your face and wear a mask. Right. Like, so they don't, you know, like I've been thinking about my purpose lately and like what, you know, right. what is my value if I'm not able to bring people together? How, right. What, and like you, know, you, like you were saying, like the, the, like the mushroom experience, like things like that, I feel even like I've had like ayahuasca trips, acid trips. Like I've been where you've been as far as the near death experience. Come, I've been, I've seen weird things when I've, I love it. I recommend hallucinogenics to everybody, but there's a lot of, um, shit, what was I saying? I don't just, just so that's on the record, you know, some people might have underlying, you know, mental, right. you know, skip the like schizophrenia or like, oh, you know, there's right. dementia that there's, there's some, there's gotta be some kind of precautions, you know, you should probably have some conversations right. with people, but, but I was going to say like, most things part, like that, good. I was going to say like, those, I was going to say like those kind of experiences can be attained without that stuff. That's oh, what yeah, I feel. I was. Definitely. That's what I was getting at. So I'm like the feeling, like you said, like you could stay like slumped and like we all should allow ourselves that feeling momentarily to feel like what we're feeling because of this is all fucked up. But then, like you said, snapping out of it because anybody could stay in that feeling for 23 years, 40 years. You could stay depressed forever, but the quicker you wake up out of it, whether it's a few hours, give yourself a week, whatever you need. But as soon as you are able to get out of it, get out of it. I think that kind of stuff is obviously like awareness. Like you said, the people that are at work probably don't have the ability to get existential with it. And see life in the big picture, like you're saying, you be, you're able to. But I think it's awareness. Once you want to get there, you can. We all can. We all have that in us yeah, to that, do. And I definitely have been, I'm happy that it was only a month and a half and not like, you know, like at first I was like, fuck, it took me forever. But now I'm just like, you know what? I'm glad nah. I'm over it. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, it took, it took what it, it took, what it took, it took what it took. Like that's, you know. Yeah. Like, some people are still, some, some people are still in that quicksand today. And I understand because this thing is not, there is no date yet. There is no, like, we still don't know, like, how long this will last. I personally think we're not going to get really back to a sense of not being fearful of being near somebody for two years. Okay, no, let's let's tail it back, maybe, because the fear, like, that could last forever, right? Like, who knows, like... The PTSD from this. Yeah, the children growing up right now who are being told, don't hug people, you know, wear a mask, like, who knows how, in their formative years, like, they might grow up to be next-level germaphobes because of this right right? but i'm more curious when do you really think like we'll be able to gather again like when do you think it'll be safe for people to start hanging out you know for you know like because i people are still you know i'm in the books to do a wedding in july or august and another one in october so like i'm wondering like if these things are gonna like you know i'm curious I think I don't think I think probably within the next few months we'll be going back to some sort of odd, um, odd going back to society as far as levels of it and still a lot of signs out and distancing and I don't think they'll be able to have like things like large events yet. Um, I think it'll probably take maybe a year before they're able to like really start having like concerts and and. Um, but like, what about our like our industry, like the dive bar circuit? You know, when do right. you think we're gonna bounce back? Like. You think you think that's like? Do you think this think year? Do you think twenty twenty is done, or you think we'll be back? Like, you have to. I think this year. I think this year. I mean, you could already see the people this weekend. Even I was showing footage of people in Orange County and other places. Like OC was full of people on the beach, on the boardwalk. People 
restaurants with like six tables, like tables six feet apart from each other and the waiters and the bartenders wearing masks. I mean, people are obviously itching. And again, going back to what we were talking about like 30 minutes ago, society can't really handle economically being shut down too long because it will crumble. Like everything is predicated on spending. And if people ain't spending and they're, or if they're just spending online, which is minimal compared to what they spend when they're out doing tourist shit and traveling and booking flights and going out, like they're going to let people start going back with a certain amount of people probably dropping off in the beginning a lot more than before. Well, it's I mean, going to probably be a fun. I think Joe Rogan was talking about it today or I was listening to a podcast today where he was talking about, yeah, like um, people are at home, you know, committing suicide, like getting crazy into the substance abuse or like just like the the quality of life right i think sam harris is also doing a conversation of like the quality of life and like what what... yeah we can't afford we can't afford economically or psychologically i think for this to continue too long so at some point there's going to be a decision to like sacrifice a certain percentage of society when they open things up and people start dropping a little more at a certain time for like maybe a month after they open it all up and then hopefully i guess will be the hope that it'll taper down again and level out People have said theories about it coming back in the fall because the summer kills it a little bit, like all the flus. This is also unprecedented. Again, I don't even know about records as far as 1918. I think it kind of disappeared on its own in a year from what I remember reading. So if that's the case, it started kind of around February here, middle of February without it being reported. It got reported in March. So next February, maybe it'll start to like level out. But I mean, I have seen some things about like they're thinking it might have been here in November, December of last year. Yeah, a lot of people were saying like they, they feel had it already. Yeah, and like, got rid of it. I, I'm one of those people, dude. Like I was really <laughs> fucking sick. Like I literally fainted. Really? Like I passed out. Dude. And, I, and I thought I had, I thought I had bruised my rib because I had this crazy pain under my chest. Like when I woke up. Wow. And it was in like, October. It was like nah. It was like uh, November. It was like, so I was like six for like five weeks, but the first three weeks were just kind of like whatever. And then like right after New Year's for like two weeks, I was literally like, wow. Yeah. So I don't know, but I just thought, you know, partying, it's like the, you know, holidays, New Year's Eve, up all night, like drinking. I just figured, you know, La Vida, you know, La Vida Mala, whatever, right? <laughs> right. But now it's like, shit, I might have had, had corona yeah, and survived, you know? I like, mean, even, yeah, I mean, a lot of the, like, Fauci was saying, like, he's almost like, you got to act like you have it. Like, just act like you have it, and that way you're okay. Yeah, everybody like, acts I, like they have it, so everybody should I be wearing like masks I, and gloves. I feel like I've, there's been, like, other, like, every other day, sometimes I'll think, like, I feel like a something, like, my throat, I'll be like, oh, shit, oh, shit, I got, I feel something. I won't say nothing, but in my mind, I'm like, I think I got corona right now, but... That's again the PTSD from all this shit. Everybody with, and like you said, my 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 hope is that my daughter, like when she like ten years from now, when I ask her about you know this time, I'm hoping that she'll see it as the time that we kid that had she had the time the of her life. Time. Yeah, we had the we were spending we, we were, were taking it every day, daddy. We were chilling out every day. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna have a whole different perspective on this period than me and like everybody else. From. We're gonna be like it was rough. She's gonna be like it was amazing. Hopefully, hopefully well, she's not gonna be like. Uh. Well, luckily, uh, Face was a germaphobe before this shit happened. So when oh. this shit hit, he already had like protocol set. You know, like he wow. was like, he's like, this is how we do it. Spray your shoes. You know, take off this nice. like, masks. You know, he was like really extra about it. It, it helped. Like I, you know, we roll around with fucking hand sanitizer gloves. Mm-hmm. I got like a spray bottle with alcohol in it. Like you know, yeah. like, hit the droplets. <laughs> In, uh, information is power. When it's when it's proper information, that shit is key. 
That shit is key. That's why you got to always, like, think about the sources that I listen to. Obviously, everybody gets caught up in, you know, the blogs and every day watching the idiot talk. And then they watch other things and newscasts and, like, Entertainment Tonight talk. I'm like, look, man, there's, like, only, like, maybe three or four actual, reliable, trustworthy service, like, you know, that you can, sources that you could trust that are going to give you the, like, the just do the knowledge. Like, don't just get caught up in, like, don't do that. Don't like, that, well, like, like, that who, do, who, who would you recommend? I'm thinking, like, I've been I've been doing the CDC and then, like, L.A. County, like, their fucking yeah. health department. Like, those are the two that I've been kind of going off of. Those are great. Yeah, I, I rock with those sources. Even, like, I always, like, even before all this, I obviously was always one to trust outside of um, the state's media. So things like Al Jazeera, uh, Democracy Now!, those kind of publications, those kind of... Um, blogs and stuff like that those news public those news corporations like i i rock with any, usually i rock with anybody outside of the u.s and i feel the u.s never gives us the, the actual well that's why i fuck with abby martin you know she was yeah. on fucking uh russia tv and russia she, tv she yeah rc yeah, yeah. she's dope she's aj 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 plus aj english those are great i'll just i mean yeah there's a lot of ways to get information and not have the rhetoric i mean people were drinking bleach like, really? Yeah, I mean, people were trying all kinds of shit, right? But, I mean, <laughs> that's a combination of, like, bad information and fear and ignorance and who who knows, right? Wow. Who, who were their yeah. friends? Who were their friends that, that, you know, who did they ask their friends if that was a good idea? I feel like I'd always ask my homies, like, yo, you know, what do you like? Yeah, I can't even imagine, like, asking the homie, yo, should I drink bleach? What if I put a little water in it? What if I put a little vodka? You know, like, like no, you know, don't drink bleach. You know how I usually shoot up my heroin? What if I shoot up some Lysol like that? Will that work? Like, God. So will, I kill, will I kill the corona like that? Like, no, you won't. No, you won't, man. Don't do it. Oh, my God. Nah, but it's cool because Face, Barlow's and I, we decided to, like, self-quarantine together, right? So that we could work. I see shit. that. And yeah. so, like, it's been tight because, like, we're, our memory of the corona is, like, getting fucked up and working on music. And, like, you know, like, that's yeah. going to be our memory of this time, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You should definitely, man, I wish I had equipment. If you guys got equipment, you should definitely be putting out, like, hella music. You already are. I mean, I see the videos, fire, all your concepts are dope, but y'all putting out those Friday joints, like, yeah. Yeah, you got, you got a good thing. We're trying to stay consistent because I feel like in this time, that's going to separate. It's going to yeah. make a big difference when we could get out of it. Like, as like it we is, were saying earlier, like I know I've, I've personally noticed people that have just not or decided like not to put up anything until this all blows over. Maybe I don't know what their prop. I don't know what the thought process is. I'm like, I'm posting my T-shirts. I'm posting anything you could buy online for me. I'm posting it. And I, I mean, I. I I, I we can only speculate, right? But I would assume it's a combination of like maybe they're one of those essential workers and their shit is like a little fucked up right now, or right. maybe they don't have the gear and they're not an essential worker, so they're on that like unemployment living uh-huh. in a weird and they can't buy the gear, right? Or right. or like a lot of I know it's like a lot of the collectives have been able to survive because they have a team, you know, and the teams are right. they're staying they're staying active as a team and it's like right when you're by yourself and you're trying to like you're working with other people you're hiring people you go to someone else's studio like i'm pretty sure it's a lot harder to totally especially if your thing was like you rocking shows and like that's a a majority of your content is like flyers and then recap oh man touring i can't imagine yeah touring artists right now probably fuck but you see i mean you see the you see us like indies and you also see like the majors like the griseldas and you see all the bros like SD Knack and you see the Rome Streets and the Rest Frescoes. Like everybody that I know as far as like my peers and people that rock with the kind of wave I rock with in hip hop and rap, they figured out a way. They've shifted. And a lot of the merch 
and tour money is gone, but they're figuring out other ways. So like, they're dropping like five song EPs for twenty dollars. They're dropping vinyls to have shipped from UK to the fans and stickers and new merch up to get shipped to you. And people doing drop offs with masks in LA if you live near them. Like you figure it out, man. I'm like for me personally, I'm always like you figure it out. You figure it the fuck out. Like if that's if this is what you do, if this is what you tell people you do, and this is what you say you want to do for the rest of your life, this is kind of a time where you kind of prove it. Or you, you find it. out, like, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not for you. And right. that's okay. Right. And there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Totally. Totally. This is a good way to, this is like, like you said, like Mother Nature weaning out. Like if Mother Nature, like, put us in our houses so that it can, everything can, like, be happy again. This is a good time for people, like, hip-hop and rap and artists to, like, wean out the people that, this they're not built for this, maybe. Who knows? Or, like, even, I feel like the folks who actually have they're real fans and they're relatable and it's not so much like hype and wave like you're starting to see like who really supports you you know and who's still like you know people are hitting me up trying to buy shirts still asking me right. for the, asking me for the cash app or the venmo you know trying to send me something like you know totally. so like you see you, you're kind of you have to learn right like if you don't have your base right now then what are like mm-hmm. What have you been building? You know, like how right. how relatable or, is your or, music? Like what is what is your what is your lane if you don't have right. anybody fucking with you right now? Right, like right or try like yeah, try out these new things like an IG live or something. Like I said, like I I know there's certain people that probably before never knew much about my music or didn't tap in as much as before, but followed me. And now that I'm doing IG lives and I'm actually accessible at a certain time of day where they're at home and they can access me. They're tapping in and they're like, oh, I didn't even know you rock like that. Or I didn't even know you did. Or, I, I never heard that song before when you just spit that bar last night on that IG Live. Is that song on SoundCloud? I'm like, yeah, go download it, kid. Go share it. It's like, you figure it out. You figure it out, man. Like, this is a way to figure out other niches, other ways to hit the button. I feel, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm an independent solo artist, so it's a lot easier for me. I mean, I literally have like an hour a day where my daughter has her quiet time and like nighttime. So I'm trying to every other night doing the family thing, but still also being able to, like I said, jump in the car, hour, two hours, do a show, do a concert, jump on a speakeasy, a poetry slam, a, a cypher, and just upload it, chop it up into pieces, upload a little bit Tuesday, upload another bit Thursday, hit them with something Sunday, like just chop up the material on my phone, like anything. I'm figuring out all, all these apps, I'm downloading all these crazy filter apps and InShot and these other apps to do videos and do lettering on the top of the bars and make it look like, you know, world star shit, like figure it out figure it out no nah, yeah a lot of it has been yeah google has probably been people's best friends right now like Ooh. a lot of the shit that i'm doing like using obs with the restream and i'm using the gopro like a lot of this shit i had to google figure out how to buy some cable yeah. you know there was like there was a lot of uh um definitely like like um fuck what's the word i'm looking for learning curve learning curve but also just being agile you know like being uh-huh. being being flexible, flexible being able to to go a different way this doesn't work let's figure it out like yeah. not getting frustrated you know not like not losing my cool when something didn't work and just figuring out okay what's, yeah, the, what's the workaround what's the fix like don't get caught exactly. up in the fucking and then and then it's kind of like this too i was like fuck it like i got the new shit let's just do it We'll see how it comes out later. Like I don't even know how it's gonna come out, but I know I got the I, I can see what we're recording and that's so the, the future upload will be is gonna be yeah. higher. You know, I got the audio, we we figured out our shit, so Yeah. 
like you said, like Google, I've been Googling recipes like crazy. Like, don't get me started on cooking at home. Like, I'm learning how to make dishes just out of, like, trying to change it up, getting bored with cooking the same thing every day, thinking of things to buy when I go grocery shopping that I can mix it up with some weird Asian recipe of something. Like, just, yeah. I didn't realize how much I ate on the job. (laughs) <laughs> right free meal at novocaine on tuesday and then you know, like when i did when i was doing golden road they you know meal on them and then right. you know, anytime i did any of the vegan pop-ups it was like they would hook it up with food it was like so i was like fuck like yeah. i literally cannot eat right now <laughs> like just yeah. like all the spots where i was eating now i was getting hooked up with like that was like my meal plan was based on my job plan you know yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> it's so crazy so like i mean yeah that's the other thing though this pandemic is putting like a spotlight, like not just on like the class systems and shit like that, but also on our personal lives. You realize like now I was like, damn, I spend a lot. Like every like every week and a half spending a buck sixty on groceries, a buck forty, a buck fifty. I was like, I never spend money on groceries like that. Meanwhile, my car's been on a full tank for like two weeks. I feel right. that bitch up. He's been sitting here, like, chilling. I'm like, wow, that's dope. Yeah, people are Guys, getting, like, like, refunds on their insurance and shit because they're not driving right now, you know? Like, right. It's, it's a crazy time, man. We're all, this, every day I wake up, there's, like, a new thing that trips me out. I'm like, wow, really? Like, either seeing, like, yeah, like, the way we're adapting, the, the, the people wearing masks everywhere, the makeshift masks. You know, the, people have, like, businesses built off, like, fancy masks and doing design. I'm bugging. I'm like, girls, I see homegirls with a whole, like, new ventures opening up new websites just to sell these masks no like, yeah uh, a lot of my homies who were doing clothing just basically shift their production into masks because they were able to yes. stay essential and and continue to, and able to like provide for the community it's it's a trip you know like it's a dope way to flip it street rebirth like you know i was able to mail out some masks to some peeps of mine like because they didn't have the wow. n95 so i was like yo you got some i demoed him he mailed them oh. out you know what i mean like people who are like in that supply chain who already mm-hmm. are ma- like they have a his whole business is built on mailing stuff and getting stuff delivered right so he was already right. ready to like do you just had to switch it up a little bit right that's it's making everybody do that i mean this this thing we will obviously will never be the same after this the same yeah. way like after night the I mean, same way 9 11 like the world was never the same really after 9 11 i'm hoping the people cut never... down on the meat intake bro that was one of the mm-hmm. cool things, like, the I would go to the grocery stores, and all the shit was, like, there was nothing to eat, but all the vegan food was hella stocked, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, we good out here, shit, let me get, let me get my Beyond meat, you know? Yeah, exactly. Fuck, right man, it's crazy. It yeah, really, like, it is putting spotlights on things. Well, like, a lot of the wet markets, right, where this thing allegedly came from, right, supposedly the Wuhan with the animals, right. like, that's all because of consumption of meat, you know? Right. Like, you're seeing, like, the Tyson plant is shutting down. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, like, a lot of the corona hotspots have been at mm-hmm. meat plants and, like, where people are working right. with food, you know? Like, that's, mm-hmm. like, you still want to eat that? I don't know. Like, high, high contamination, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what this is all, like, again, teaching people to adapt and shift on the fly and figure it out on the fly. Like, your diet, your creative abilities, how you work from home, homeschooling your kid, like, romance like how, I, I don't even know how people that date deal with this shit like bro people having virtual dates like fucking drinking wine and brunch like like facetime with each other like 
honestly, bro, like, I just got out of a relationship, and I was, like, kind of on fucking bachelor mode right before this shit happened, and I just have not seen, I have not gotten any in, like, over a month. It's wild. Yeah. Like, it's, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not down to take that risk, and, like, lo- most of the girls that I'm talking to, they're smart enough to not want to take that risk. That's why I told I heard them. that a lot. <laughs> So, yeah, like, just, everybody's just on People fucking like masturbation working. and you know dildos are essential <laughs> yeah. and like you know like, like fucking porno up, giving away free weeks yeah. so. free membership boy people are going crazy in the bathroom man it's like hey you people are figuring this out we're all like such adaptable social creatures obviously this is so crazy the fact that we are such social and like you said the social aspect of what your life brings entertainment wise and how that's cut off essentially at this point it's a crazy, like, neural pathway shifting thing we're going through right now. Like, what will we look like after this? And again, I think it'll be about probably a good solid two years before you walk next to somebody and not... Not be kind of freaked out, right? Like, yeah. Right. I see people now, me and my daughter walk every day around the block twice. And every day, it's people coming around on the sidewalk. And they cross the, the street walking. and shit, yeah. Bro. I would too. And my, do- and my daughter, like you said, the kids are going to be affected. My daughter's the one saying, Daddy coronavirus he might have let's cross i'm like oh shit yeah all right yeah yeah it's it's they're gonna internalize it for sure you know but yeah. again but this is highlighting a lot of things as well like uh homeschooling right like the homeschoolers Ooh. are good the preppers are good right uh the 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 anti-social folks like the people who are afraid of big crowds right they're like they're having a relief now because everybody's right like, there's no pressure to go out and have to do shit. right like, no one's inviting you anywhere that you have to cancel on you know like <laughs> I've seen, I've seen the meme of people saying, after this is all over, invite me, please, I promise. I'll I go. will go. I will show up to all the places. <laughs> yeah, like, I've been thinking, like, I, I used to work a lot and not, you know, I'd miss out on stuff with homies and festivals and vacations and birthdays right. and shit because I was, like, you know, DJing, chasing cash. It's like, shit, now I, I miss all these fuckers, you know? It's like, right. I probably should have thought about that, <laughs> you know? Like, that's probably right. like going back to it, like put more time aside to like chill that's good and the boys and like you know perspective shift perspective shift that's what we all should be doing and i can't even imagine like once this pops off as far as opening up it will i mean you'll probably see in the venue aspect as far as bars and shit like that it'll be probably going to be a an explosion of money people are going to flood when they're allowed to be actually out without breaking like state rules and whatever when they're allowed Ooh, and I was talking be. to uh, I was talking to some business owners, like some of the venues that I worked at, you know, like in contact and like they're all ready, you know, and they're telling me like, yo, we're going to go bigger. We're going to go like more, you know, like Hell yeah. fucking shit, get after it. We're going to make it all Man. up. So it's going to be great. There's a lot to look it's forward gonna... to. And I got, you know, faces like, yo, we're, we're going to tour after all. You know, everybody's like, Hell yeah. everybody in my circle, I feel is excited and like energized right now you know and i'm just hoping that like this shit doesn't last longer that we can sustain that positivity the wave right right keep surfing the wave as long as the wave exists boy i hope this yeah i hope this doesn't continue i mean and again i mean if it went away the way it did back in 1918 on its own so to speak without the obvious technology we have today to be able to fight things off better this shouldn't be that much long lasting as far as i'm concerned as far as like people dying at the rate they've been dying or started to die in the beginning of all this in the beginning of the year i don't think it'll last that much longer we'll be back out there for sure i mean it's inevitable (laughs) it's gonna open up 
Like at some point, yeah. people are not gonna give a fuck anymore. They're gonna be like, let yeah. them die. Like whoever's gonna die, yeah. let them and die. That, like yeah. that's what's probably gonna happen. It's gonna open up. It's gonna be a lot of deaths initially, and then they're gonna be like, we're just gonna have to ride this out, y'all. We can't stay closed. We can't afford it. We can't afford it. It's a supply and demand economic system globally, and if you're not spending and people ain't shopping. This shit is gone, and, and there's going to have to be Bitcoins and, and stuff. And I think there's going to be, like, a shift, you know? Like, a lot of people had to do, like, deliveries and curbside pickup and, like, to-go shit. And that's probably going to be huge still, you know? like Super. Like, those are probably going to be just bigger aspects. There's going to be less tables. Like, the occupancies are probably going to be cut in half, right? Like, the limit. Right. Like, yeah, if it used right. to be 80, probably only 40 now, you know? like Yeah, because yeah, they saw they could actually afford to get away with it. So, it's like... Yeah, there's a lot. Of, again, this goes back to my my premise earlier about the sole purpose and learning being that. Like, we're all learning every day on the fly, whether it's me, you, everybody on this block, everybody 10 miles from me. In some way today, they learned something. Something. Without even realizing they did, without being able to look back on the day and break it down hour by hour and say, that's where I learned something. They did. Either about themselves, either about what's happening in the world right now, either about a work situation, either about a show... They learned something about this because it's making you learn new shit. This has never happened before in the history of us. And if you're not learning new shit, you're probably fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're, I you're mean, pro- yeah. yeah. you're like, that's... And at some point, like, that's like that survival of the fittest, you know? And just... Darwinism, who, Who's yeah. going to come out is, like, who can adapt and who can change and who can... Yeah, this is like a big, uh, this is like a big strainer. It's like a big, big, giant Mother Nature strainer, and it's going to, like, work as a sieve, and certain things will fall through, and other things will stay in the strainer. Like, are you thick enough to stay in the strainer? I Like, that's what it's about. This shit is not going to, like, you know, not affect you. It depends. You're going to be the one that decides how it affects you. It's, again, that stoic principle that I always say, like, everything is only split down the middle in two ways. There's all this shit I don't control, and there's only one thing I control. My reaction to all the other shit that I don't control. Like. Exact the mundo. So I'm like, fuck it. This all happened. I have nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. All I can, re- all I can control in it is me and how I react to it every day. Am I going to freak out? Am I going to stay in my pajamas all day? Am I not going to perform? Am I not going to work on lyrics? Like, no. No. I, no. Fuck that. Fuck that! I want my numbers up after this. I want to. I want to come out. Come out of this with a bigger following. Nah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's our goal too. So obviously we're in good company, you know. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, we've been going for like an hour plus the uh the the first oh, shit. the first call when we <laughs> dropped and shit. So uh, I didn't. Even, I didn't even have a. I didn't even see the clock. Nah, nah. I think we did. We had a solid conversation, man. It was nice just catching up. You know, for for a second I forgot we were recording this shit, and it was just like we were, I know we were just bullshitting, you know, and like that's. That's going to be the best part about all this is, like, all the people who jump on is just going to be able to bullshit and create content at the same time. Like, it's kind of a win-win, you know? Yeah, I did forget. I thought we were just on a phone call. Like, you yeah. called me and we just started talking, talking on, a, on a FaceTime yeah, yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, blaze, you know, blazing the whip and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dope shit, man. All right, my boy. Well, thanks for fucking catching up, man. Appreciate your time, your wisdom, Thank your you, insight. Brother. Uh, thank you man. always always dope talking to you always i could feel thank your you energy sure. through the call and shit so it's, it's <laughs> nice bro it's nice have a good thank one thank you brother thank you man i'll see you when i see you for sure brother peace peace Yo, let's talk about recognition and respect While I feast, the label's picking up the check Then I leave to catch my set The audience never forgets When I'm on stage, there's serotonin